Alleluia. I like to start with the meditation of the week from Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we prepare to hear your word, by the power of the Holy Spirit, anoint each and every one of the listeners of today's message. I pray especially for our young listeners across the internet so that your spirit may open their spiritual eyes and ears so that they may receive knowledge and discretion. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This week's message title is Looking Forward to New Jerusalem and work out our salvation with fear and trembling. The main text comes from 2 Peter chapter 3 verses 1 through 14. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, 
all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto the fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but this long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for the hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, looking for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent, that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. Amen. Apostle Paul wrote to the saints in Philippi, exhorting them to let the mind be in them, which was also in Jesus Christ. He testified of the mind in Christ Jesus that he was in the form of God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. After saying this, he exhorted his beloved saints, saying, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians 2.12 What he said to the saints to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling is for them to submit to the words of God with all their heart with fear and trembling just as Christ Jesus obeyed the Father unto death. Of the reason why they should obey the Father God, he testified that it is God which worketh in them both to will and to do of his good pleasure. 
There's an old hymnal I remember singing when I was back in middle school, I believe. Uh, it's called Trust and Obey. I'm sure some of you know this. Um, I'm just going to read the lyrics from the first. Um, first verse. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word. What a glory he sheds on our way. While we do good, while we do his good will, he abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Okay, back to the main message. When Apostle Paul testified of the salvation to be worked out, he testified of their life from the beginning of their salvation of their souls unto the day when they reach the new Jerusalem leaving the world. As testified last week, whoever believes in Christ's death burial, and resurrection, and receives him, is circumcised by Christ, and separated the souls from the body of sin, and receives the Holy Spirit, and is born again to enter the kingdom of God through the salvation of the soul. You can read about it in First Peter chapter 1, verse 9. As the first step, the salvation of the soul through faith in Christ is the beginning of salvation where all sins are forgiven. More specifically, salvation from sins means that the soul is saved from the body of sins containing the DNA inherited from Adam through Christ's circumcision and puts off the body of sins. This is a spiritual circumcision. Seeing this as the beginning of salvation is the fact that even after the circumcision of Christ, that the Spirit is regenerated by the Holy Spirit to save the soul. The saved soul has to live in this terrible, sinful body until the soul leaves the body unto death. So we're stuck in this flesh, in this physical body, until we escape from it. Uh, Jesus spoke of, um, he gave a very good detail on what the soul contains. So if we look back on Luke 16, uh, 23 and 24, Jesus said this. It's a well-known verse. Uh, it's about the rich man with no, na no name and the beggar named Lazarus. Notice how his name is recorded in the Bible. Something to note. Um, he said this, And in hell he lifted lift up his eyes, being in torments, this is the rich man, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. 
and he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Now this is the soul in hell, so you might be asking, huh, the soul has eyes. Sure, it says so here. The rich man in hell, he lift up his eyes, just like we have eyes now. And he cried and said, um, dip the tip of Lazarus's finger in water. Soul has finger too. That's the true body. That's your true form, if you will. And cool my tongue, he said, for I am tormented in this flame. Well, if you're a soul, how do you, you might be asking, how, do you have, do you feel pain? It's like, sure. It says so here in Luke 16, 23 and 24. We can all witness that there's eyes, tongue, and finger, and the soul feels pain. In the second step of salvation, the second phase of the saint begins the second course of life after salvation of the soul. In other words, the spiritual warfare to be overcome the power of sin begins to come to pass. The first battle is against the body of sin inside, then against the sins in the world to be followed. This is the life for us to have victory over the power of sins day by day through winning in the spiritual warfare in the world. Let's turn to 1 John 2.15, 16 and 17. Um, Apostle John testified of this, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Uh, check this one out. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but, of, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So, got to beware of the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Very easily tempted, especially us young people. Even the old, but especially with all the technological advances and the ease of entertainment mobile entertainment for us young people it's very easy to fall into those traps back to the myth, uh, main message uh, Apostle Paul testified to the saints in Galatia of how they to make the spiritual life overcoming such power of sins. In Galatians 5, 16 through 21, he said this, 
This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the lust, uh, for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lashfishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It is a fearful word that even after the salvation of soul, if someone fails to be continued in the faith of Christ, to follow lust of the flesh, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, it is a fearful word that neither they be raptured in the day of Christ, nor enter the millennial kingdom of Christ. Apostle Paul also warned about um, unto the saved believer's body, the temple of God. In 1 Corinthians 3.16 and 17, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Apostle Paul also testified of the saints who are saved from the power of sin by walking according to the Holy Spirit. Those who keep their faith until the end are raptured to inherit the kingdom of Christ. He said this in Galatians 5, 22-25, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Those who are saved from the power of sin and walk in the Holy Spirit that are Christ's, those who belong to Christ become the Christ that is the bride of Christ. Apostle Paul testified to the saints in Corinth of those that are to be raptured as Christ's. 1 Corinthians 15, 22-23, he said this, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order. 
Christ the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Third step of salvation as final step to be passed through is the one that completely frees from the body of sins as well as from the sinful world. Once again, let's repeat. The first one is salvation from sins. Second, salvation from the power of sins. And the third, salvation from the presence of sin. This last step of salvation is done in the day of Christ. Those that are asleep in Christ, as well as those alive, shall leave the sinful world forever, not leaving any bone at all in the earth, to be caught up to heaven to meet the Lord. Then, returning to the main scripture, Apostle Paul testified that in the last days, there would be those who mock, saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Uh, this is from Second Peter 3, 4, we read earlier. However, he testified of what will come to pass in the future in the Spirit. Continuing from Second Peter 3, uh, verses 6 through 14, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, that, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye be to in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for the hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, Seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent, that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. In the words prophesied through Apostle Peter, through the words that we are waiting for, 
new heavens and a new earth, we will no longer have the heavens and earth we are seeing now. And God will renew the heavens and the earth. The heavens that God created were defiled by Lucifer, the Satan, even before the earth was created. Therefore, when God's day came, how long the present heavens would be extinguished as prophesied through the prophet Isaiah long ago. In Isaiah 34, 4, it is written as such, And all the host of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll, and all their host shall fall down, as the leaf falleth off from the vine, and as a falling fig from the fig tree. Then, what about the earth where we are living? In the center of the earth, there is a lake of fire where the devil is to be cast into with the Antichrist and the false prophet. And the tremendous number of people who have not been recorded in the book of life to be cast at the judgment day of white throne of God. In addition, there is a prison where those who did not obey God, when he had waited patiently while preparing the ark during Noah's days. Uh, you can read that in First Peter chapter 3, 19 and 20. Hell also exists inside of the earth. This hell is where the sinners and the wicked go temporarily before the white throne of judgment comes. This is where the old rich man went after death. There is this bottomless pit connecting down to the lake of fire. This is the place where Satan shall be imprisoned during Christ's millennium. There was also a place called Bosom of Abraham. Also, while hanging from the cross, Jesus called it um, paradise, which is a cross from hell. But now paradise, bosom of Abraham, is empty, for all the saints within it have been raptured to heaven when Jesus resurrected. Now they're in the third heaven. There is no other way for God but to annihilate the inside of the earth as well as the surface of the earth which have been completely defiled by Satan and the desolate places prepared to judge Satan and the people who have followed them with fire. Apostle John finally witnessed in the Holy Spirit a new heaven, a new earth, and a new city of Jerusalem created by God. It is written in Revelation 21, 1 and 2. 
And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Blessings to all of our listeners. May the grace, mercy, and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, be with you all. Amen.